Hello, our letter for today is Q, and our word for today is quantum physics. And this one is a bit tricky because I don't know a lot about quantum physics. I watch a lot of it on uh, the Big Bang television show, which I enjoy watching. But this isn't an area of expertise. But I did do some research, and I do want to share quantum physics with you because it's all about expanding our knowledge, our understanding, and not being intimidated. Um, and so I actually found an article that is called Six Things Everyone Should Know About Quantum Physics, written by Chad Orzel, O-R-Z-E-L, and it's found in Forbes magazine in the science category. And I think it's a great place to, to start, just to kind of expose yourself to quantum physics. Now, uh, Chad Orzel also has YouTube videos and has spoken at TED Talks and just known for breaking down quantum physics for the layperson. So let's jump right in. Um, so quantum physics, which is usually intimidating, um, but Chad says, look, it's not incomprehensible. So he's going to break it down into just six key concepts for you just to know about, to be aware of, okay? And then if you need reinforcement, just watch some episodes of Big Bang. Well, number one on his list, he says, everything is made of waves and particles. So every human being, we're made of particles, and those particles are constantly in motion. Even when you're standing still, there's particles, uh, your, your cells, what you're made up of that are in motion. So um, even light is made of particles and has waves and, and motions. There's actually a quote that they use that says, all is waves with nothing waving over no distance at all. And it's actually describing the basics of magic. So things are waving, you may not be able to perceive the wave, and you may not see things moving at all. But at the same time, it's still happening. And that's kind of, and in a nutshell, kind of the complexity of quantum physics. It's happening whether you see it or not. Um, the other part about it is that, again, when you start getting to science, uh, words, they start dissecting words and different uh, terminology about the, the words. And so even some will say that we're not specifically made up of particles and waves, but we have the characteristics of particles and waves. So we have the, or the properties of waves, and the properties of waves are like frequency and wavelength over a space, spread out through space. Or the properties of particles are those things that are countable, that can be localized to some degree. So that's when you start really getting into the scientific language around quantum physics and what it is. But just for our layman conversation, everything is made up of particles and waves. So light is made up of particles and waves. Sound is made up of particles and waves. Uh, when we talk about light and photons, that's what we mean by their particles. So that's the, the first point that he said everyone should kind of know about quantum physics. The second one, Quantum physics is discrete. So you can measure 
quantum physics. And so the word quantum actually is a Latin word for how much. It reflects the fact that quantum models always involve something coming in discrete amounts. So you can measure. You can measure light waves. You can measure uh, frequencies, short wavelengths. You can measure those. You can measure energy. You've got low frequency measurement, long light, uh, wavelength light. Um, our characteristics of energy, sound, all these things can be measured. There's things like atomic clocks uh, in, in physics. There's things like the leap second. There are ways to even measure dark matter, something called the low energy fundamentals. Um, all these things, they can be measured. So that's something to know about quantum physics. The next one, quantum physics is probabilistic. And that's a tricky word, but I did it. <laughs> One of the most surprising and controversial aspects of quantum physics is that it's impossible to predict with certainty the outcome of a single experiment on a quantum system. When physics predict the outcome of, a, of some experiments, the prediction always takes the form of a probability for finding each of the particular possible outcomes and comparisons between theory and experiment always involved inferring probability distribution from many repeated experiments. So it's a cumulative of a lot of different experiments. You can't just do one, measure it, and say, okay, I've got it. Um, and that's where you have your mathematical description of quantum systems typically takes the form of wave functions, uh, generally representing equations by the, the Greek letters. So. That's something else to, to know, that in quantum physics, you have probability. That's where that word comes from, probabilistics. That's cool. So if you go into quantum physics, you get to use really cool words. Um, let's talk about quantum physics is non-local. And that in and of itself, this was the great contribution Einstein made to physics, uh, was not widely recognized as such, mostly because he was wrong. In a 1935 paper with some of his younger colleagues, he provided a clear mathematical statement of something that had been bothering him for some time, an idea that we now call entanglement. The EPR paper argued that quantum physics allowed the existence of systems where measurements made at widely separated locations could be correlated in ways that suggested the outcome of one was determined by the other. Okay? But clearly, and this is something that is interesting throughout the, this particular article, um, people in quantum physics like to argue. <laughs> they like to come up with theories and they like to argue those. And so this is one even after his death. And, um, you know, there's a, a movie out about Einstein and, and there's definitely, you know, plenty of reading material about Einstein. But learning more about what his theory and contribution to this area was and why it still stands as some of the greatest work um, in this area. Um, another point about quantum physics. Quantum physics is mostly very small. Quantum physics has a reputation of being weird because its predictions are dramatically unlike our everyday experience, at least for humans. Okay? Um, this happens because the effects involved get smaller as objects get larger. If you want to see um, unambiguous quantum behavior, you basically want to see particles behaving like waves and the wavelength decreases as the momentum increases. Okay? 
So they're macroscopic, not just microscopic, but macroscopic movements, okay? Um, another thing about quantum physics is it's not magic. <laughs> and they just go on to say that, you know, based on the previous points, maybe sometimes it may sound like it's just magic or just simply weird, but quantum physics is most emphatically not magic. The things it predicts are strange, but the standards of everyday physics, but they are rigorously constrained by well-understood mathematical rules and principles. So basically, you got physics. So something else to know about quantum physics. All of this information available by Chad Orzel. Uh, he's a physics professor and pop science author and blogger. His latest book is Eureka, Discovering Your Inter Scientist. Um, I think that's awesome. It's by Basics Books. Again, it's Eureka, Discover Your Inter Scientist. So take that. Marinate on that. Do a little research. Um, and don't be intimidated. We have now completed Q. Stay with us as we continue through the STEM alphabet. And once we get to Z, we're going to start all over and introduce you to some new words. It's all about expanding your mind, understanding, and exposure to find your inspiration. Thanks for joining us. Bye.